0: This is Council for Life, a podcast engaging conversations about mental health and the Christian life with licensed biblical counselors Beth Broom and Eliza Huey.
1: Hello and welcome back to Council for Life. My name is Beth. And I'm Eliza. We are so glad to have you guys today on our podcast, and we are very excited to have a special guest with us today, our very first ever uh, special guest on our podcast. And so Eliza, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce our friend who's with us today.
2: Yeah, this is exciting because um, we will be having more and more guests on our podcast, but today is our first, and I want to welcome Champ Thornton. And Champ and I go back a little bit, mainly In this platform, like that's pretty much where we met was Podcasting, And I was on his podcast. Uh, I don't even remember when it was, probably a few years back. But he is the author of several books for the next generation. He's a father of three. He and his wife live in Delaware, where he's associate pastor of a church there. And um, he's recently written a book that was shared with me. And I read it cover to cover and loved it. Thought it was, wished that my children were a little younger, though I'm thinking maybe I can still do some of the activities with them. But it's an Advent book called "Wonders of His Love." And I just want to welcome you, chant, and, champ, not chant. champ, and share with us just if, is there anything else that you would want your listeners to know about you, your family, or even just um, yeah, that would help them get, get to know you a little bit more?
0: Eliza and Beth, it's great to be on the podcast with you. Thank you. I feel honored and a little nervous. I'm your first guest. I mean, I don't even know what that means, but I guess we're establishing all sorts of precedents here. So uh, let's just keep the pressure uh, high like that. But uh, I, I am an associate pastor at a church in Delaware. My wife and I have been married for 25 years. And so for about 10 of those, we couldn't have kids. And then God blessed and we had one and then we thought maybe one more and then we had two more twins. So like literally my first thought when I found out we're having twins was, oh my goodness, college. How in the world? Two at the same time. This is going to be crazy. But uh, I am just thrilled. It's so great to be a dad and to see as the kids grow up and you have to kind of adjust and find different roles uh, as your kids uh, grow up and you grow up with them. So uh, it's great. It's a privilege to write for families and kids as well. And so it's great to be on the podcast and talk with you about that.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Well, and I just appreciate so much like what you said, like you love being a dad. And I think that's the thing that um, Beth and I were just talking, like how much both mothers and fathers really are called to bring up our children and we want to do it well. And so I really think that this book is a resource that is going to help Parents, um, to do that well, so it's it's called Wonders of His Love, and it is Advent, and it kind of takes you through four weeks um, before Christmas. And before I dive into it too much, I do want to ask you, like, why an Advent book? I know you've written a lot of things. You've written the book uh, Why Do We Say Goodnight? and the uh, 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 Bible storybook for children as well. Hmm. Um, why an Advent? Was there an Advent book? Was there a impetus behind that?
0: Yeah, it's a great question. So, a couple years ago, I came home from a conference, and I, you know, when you come home, you bring stuff for the kids. And so, I brought this book back for my daughter, Mackenzie, and it was a book on the Psalms for children. And I thought, this this is great. What if there were a book like this on Isaiah? And so I thought, I'm going to spend time in Isaiah and just soak. So there is a devotional by Alec Motier called Isaiah by the Day. And it's his translation and his comments and his devotional thoughts. And so I just sat down in the mornings for months and read through Isaiah. And Mm -hmm. what jumped at me were all the incredible, images that Isaiah uses. It's so vivid. Everything from thrones and axes and storms and sea monsters to flocks and fruit and Roots and roads and swimmers and shepherds. I mean, it's just overflowing with imagery. And a lot of those are clustered around who the Messiah prophesied would be, what he's like, what we should expect. And so then that started to come into focus of this could be an advent book for families about who Jesus is through the lens of the images of the Messiah.
2: That's awesome. That is. And I think in many ways. I mean, this this podcast is reaching people who are looking to hear about subjects related to counseling or related to life. I think there's a connection there, don't you? Like just how images actually help us, actually counsel us. I don't know. I'm, can you speak to that a little bit? or Do you think there's a connection maybe?
0: Oh, I think you're spot on. So when I think of counseling, I really tip my hat to you ladies and those who stand with you at this intersection between special revelation and general revelation, if we mm-hmm. just kind of throw the theology terms out there. right? So we stand at the corner of God's written communication to us about how the world works. And then also we observe with our own eyes, us and experts beside us, we read their research and their observations, and we understand what they say about how the world works. And right. as counselors, we stand right there. And we try to help people with both of those books of Revelation, as Calvin called them. And so the images in Scripture really kind of do the same thing, don't they, functionally? Because right. it's God's Word. He's communicating to us that the Messiah is like a branch, or he is like a shepherd, or he is like the bread of life. And the, those same images are so tactile. They're so right in the middle of our experience, things we touch and observe and taste and smell. And they really stand with us at that intersection and help us think about the fact that the God who is uncreated is the one who created everything and helps put those things together. And so that's what we want with Advent, right? We want to not just anticipate some ghost that might come in the future and hover near us, but we are anticipating the Son of God who came and became human and walked where we walked so that we might go one day and be with him. Yeah,
2: that is so true. And I think even just in my own counseling and probably Beth you've you've experienced this as well is that when you can bring a picture, a metaphor. All of a sudden, this truth becomes like sealed. And when you see that metaphor, and obviously the Lord knew this, he created us in this way. But when we see that metaphor, when we see that picture, it takes us back to that truth that we learned. And so I know definitely for myself, as I walk with people, being able to either bring it in a picture that really they offer or that the scripture offers or that I can sometimes offer really just makes that picture and that, that, um, message of truth really stick. And I think I I love how you are are seeing that not, not just for children though, that we, we often think about that, like, oh yeah, that helps in teaching kids, but for grownups too. So I really think that if you're reading this book with your children, uh, you're going to get a lot out of it as well. Um, but you know, that that's, that's one thing to say, like, okay, I'll read it to my children, read it for yourself as well, because I read it and was just blessed by it. Um, yeah, and, and I would it. just, I wanted to just add, uh, look, can I just read a little tiny section that
1: has a metaphor in it that I was yeah. encouraged by doing? Um, in in, um, in week three, so this is broken down into the four weeks, and then there's daily readings that you can do um, with your just yourself or with your children and there's daily readings and there's activities that go with it. It's so wonderful. But on day two of week three champ writes one day, Jesus came, he was the true shepherd of his people. And he was gentle. Even in his heart, he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. So whatever your name, whatever you're like, he knows you and he Mm -hmm. knows how to help you and whether you're young or old strong or weak whether you're good or bad or happy or sad whatever burdens you're carrying jesus the shepherd is good and he will carry you man i needed to hear that i needed to be encouraged by that as i read that and this imagery of jesus as the shepherd is so powerful and it's all over scripture but man isaiah pulls that out. David pulls that out in Psalm 23. It's, it's wonderful to see that imagery because it does give us a real picture, like a real mm-hmm. life picture of who Jesus is and what he's like, what his character is. And so, man, thank you, champ. You, you edified my soul as I read that and many other things from, from the book. And uh, so I just wanted to share that as we're talking about the metaphors. That was one of the most powerful things that I read um, from the book. That is uh, That's powerful.
0: Yeah, thanks. I just as you're talking, it just makes me think, you know, images are amazing. They're so vivid. They help us so much, like you were just saying. And the best thing about them is they point to reality. Yeah, I mean, that is our Savior. He mm-hmm. is like that. He's so gracious and kind and stoops to meet our needs. I'm just encouraged in who he is.
2: For sure. I get goosebumps just hearing it read. So it's such a good reminder. So yeah, this this book is divided into four weeks. And each week kind of has an image that you're focusing on. Week one is the light. Um, and then those those devotions kind of go along those lines. And then life for the next, it's wonder. These are each wonders of his love. The first one is the wonder of light. The wonder of life is the next week. And then the wonder of Jesus, the Good Shepherd, which Beth just hmm. shared a little bit about. I hope that that just wet your appetite for more of that. And then um, the wonder of Jesus, as God with us is the final week. And um, each one of those just really encouraged me to kind of see how you you expanded our vision of each one of those. And I have to say that I loved the activities and the crafts, so... If you're into that, now, did you have any help in coming up with those or were you just, are you a crafty activity kind of dad?
0: (laughs) Oh, I am not a crafty activity kind of dad, but if I have to kind of put that hat on and think like, okay, what would be fun? Then maybe the creative juices get flowing and you can do some Google searches and come up with some ideas. So it's just a mishmash.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, and then on top of that was some great questions. and. I think this is where it gets really helpful for families to be able to, as we um, are given the stewardship of raising up our children and counseling them through life, asking good questions is really important. And each week there's really engaging questions. There was one that really caught my attention. um, Well, actually a a few, but on week two, there was one that said, um, just asking your children to ask, like, what is something that is, in what way is really, is it easy to trust God? And that kind of get you thinking okay how can i trust god in ways that are like what are easy what comes natural but then you kind of flipped it and you said what ways are hard to trust god and i think those are really valuable questions to engage because they kind of help us see like sometimes the christian life isn't just you know smiles and flowers like sometimes it's hard so um yeah i just i appreciated that and and those questions really take you deeper there's one more that i thought was kind of funny um it says, when you were little, what used to help you not be afraid? And I love that because anybody who has children or has worked with children know, like they will say things like that. When I was mm-hmm. a little kid, <laughs> and you kind of look at them and laugh. <laughs> but, but no, those questions were really helpful and um, I think will be very uh, practical for families. Mm-hmm. So anything else that you wanna share with us related to like just how how you can engage it with families or how families can engage it with their children?
0: Well, I've got to tell you, one of the reasons I wrote it the way I did is because of our own family's experience. So years ago, when our kids were little, uh, we had an Advent book that you had to read every day. It's like 25 readings, and they were multiple pages, large pages, and it just it just wasn't the right book for our family at that time. So I've always kind of had that in my mind. And so, and especially this time of year, right, this is really busy. There's church yeah. activities, there's shopping, there's, you know, all sorts of things. But um, so this book is geared even for young Younger kids to hopefully the readings are short enough and uh, simple enough to engage even at that level. There uh, is also some – the publisher has done an amazing job with the design, the illustrations. Hopefully, it's visually engaging as well. Uh, It's not every day. So you can drop in and do one or two. They can be standalone. There's five, not seven, per week. So there's – hopefully, you can uh, make this book fit where your family is. And then if you want to do extras, there's extras. Like you said, there's crafts, activities, music options, things like that, fun sidebars. So hopefully, it's a book that will fit where families are at this busy season of the year.
1: That's so great, and I I just want to say, Champ. I um, so I taught elementary school for several years, and I have an eye kind of for the type of language that's helpful for children and the how how many big words there are and that sort of thing <laughs> and so I just really appreciate the the language that you used it's very clear obviously that you know how to talk with children about deep theological things and that's really important and I know and i I I work as a care minister in a local church and we do a lot of family ministry and one of the things that we are very intentional about is trying to put resources in the hands of moms and dads who are feeling a little bit stuck or maybe even a little anxious about about how to talk with their children about the things of God, because they want to use language. That's helpful. Um, and they don't want to talk over their kids' heads. And so I just really appreciate that. And I think the questions also, Mm -hmm. it just gives talking points, conversation starters for families to have. And we need that. And because we don't always know how to engage So this is almost like it you're, you're providing like a, um, like a lattice work or a structure for families to lean, lean on so that they can actually do the, the, good building work with their children and that is so valuable and important and so I can tell you I will definitely be recommending it to our mm-hmm. church family and I I mean I, so I'm just grateful so I just want to say thank you for mm-hmm. the the thoughtfulness behind the the wording and the language that is actually really geared for uh, for children, for families, and yeah, the shortness is also great because I remember. True. It's just devotionals with my kiddos. It's like you you will lose them after a pretty short <laughs> of time, so you need. It's to be so true. To- <laughs> it's like oh, there went that one. I guess yep. we're finished.
0: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, my wife and I used to listen to a radio preacher when we were driving to church on Sunday mornings back when I was in seminary, and we used to laugh because we could just mark it on the calendar every single time we turned on the radio. Sometime in that 15-20 minute period, he would say the word existential, and then we would just howl with laughter, like, who who uses words like that, really, seriously? But you know, the the upside, the the benefit is that kids are so sharp, you know, it's like as parents, you know, we can, we can try to use simple language, and even when we don't, man, the children are just such good learners about, um, who God is and, and our explanations of scripture. So it's always encouraging to see the light come into their eyes and them grasping what God has said.
2: On that note, champ, you, you have these divisions within the book, um, the picture it closer look promises to remember, and then the challenges to accept. So I I just in our, as we begin to wrap up, like, talk to me a little bit about the challenges to accept because it is, we've talked a lot about how this is engaging and fun and enjoyable. So what about that challenge to accept was kind of your aim in in those portions?
0: Yeah, so I feel like when God talks to us about what he is like and what he's done, he calls us to respond in certain ways. And sometimes that is, uh, he gives us a promise that we should rely on. Other times he gives us commands that we should act on. And so when we're talking about this is who Jesus is, these are the images of the Messiah and Isaiah or some of them, then we want to have a balanced response of, here's who He's promised that He would be and what He would do for us, and so we should rely on those. And yet there's sometimes that there's action to take. And even then in those actions, sometimes it looks like relying, right? So one of the challenges is uh, based on Isaiah 40, 31, where we should wait on the Lord. And that really is a challenge, isn't it, uh, for us to do because we want to hurry up. We want, uh, I mean, idolatry is God on demand. We want them to act for Mm -hmm. us and do our bidding right now. And God, God says no, no. I'm God. You're not. You wait. You wait for me, and my timing is best. My choices are best. And so, even the things that we act on, sometimes it looks like we wait.
2: Mm. Wow that that's kind of speaking to my own heart. God on demand. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of times I think maybe I'm not I'm not necessarily like worshiping an idol in, in as far as what I can see. But if I'm demanding God to be to show up when I want Him to show up and how I want Him to show up, that's very contrary to what Isaiah is teaching there of just it's good for us to wait on the Lord. Oh, that's really good. So just real quick. Um, it's published by new growth press, which is awesome. Love new growth press. And I would encourage people to go there. We will put it in our show notes to purchase it and support that publisher and the illustrator. Um, who is the illustrator?
0: Jeremy Slagle, he's based in Ohio. I've never met him, but he's done such great work on this. I hope to meet it him someday. Is.
2: Oh my goodness. It is beautiful. It's very colorful and in colors that I think um, it's not your standard, just the, the standard blue, red, green. It's got kind of a muted color to it, and yet it's still very sharp. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it'll I think it catch the eye of kids for sure. So um, yeah, illustrators are often not um, given the, the recognition that they deserve, but In this book, definitely wanted to highlight him and the work that he did as well. It's fantastic. So, Beth, any other questions or thoughts you have for Champ as we? Well, I do. There's one thing
1: that I want to ask you, Champ. As I mean, obviously you're a pastor, so you're shepherding a church family. You're also shepherding your family um, at home, and I just want to ask you, what are you excited about this year as we enter? the season of Advent. I mean, right now, um, as this podcast goes live, it'll be before Thanksgiving because we want to give people plenty of time to order your book so that they can actually do the book, go through it together for Advent. But as we enter this holiday season, man, last year was just so tough and Hmm. many families were not able to gather and there was a lot of grief. So I'm just curious, as you think about moving into this holiday season, is there anything that you're particularly excited about or looking forward to?
0: Yeah, so I think just what you said, that as we head into this uh, season, we're going to be able to be with family. So last year, it wasn't like we had anticipated. Some family got together. We weren't able to be a part of that. But this year, we look forward to getting together with family and just the memories over the years of when we get together with family, especially over the holidays. It's a relaxed time. It's a time to just be together and not have necessarily a breakneck agenda of everything we've got to get done. and that's just recharging and refreshing so i am looking forward to that
1: that's wonderful mm-hmm. well and i'm so i'm so glad to hear that you are able to have that kind of season of rest with family i know that's not true for everybody so praise god when it when it is we are planning eliza and i to to chat on one of our podcasts in the next few weeks about What's it like whenever these things aren't that simple or restful, whenever we're mm-hmm. spending time with family, it can be it can yeah. be tough for a lot of people. So I'm so glad to hear that it is restful for you and I'm hoping and praying that it will be. As we close out today, Champ, we, we uh, to our listeners, you guys, we sprung this on Champ last minute, so <laughs> who knows what will happen, but we asked him to do a little moment of humanity as we will always do at the end of each podcast. We're, we're going to put him in the front and center and ask you, Champ, Do you have any... Uh, funny memories of Advent season with your family? Anything that stands out to you that was hilarious? Or maybe you laugh about it now, but maybe you didn't laugh about it when it (laughs) happened or something like that with your family.
0: Yeah, so there's a story that's a bit legendary in our family that uh, I actually think, thinking about it now, may actually have occurred near Advent. So I think it was when our oldest was around in kindergarten and he was playing community soccer. So I'm thinking in the fall and maybe even late fall, as I remember, so here's the deal. So when we would finish games, a lot of times we would stop at a place like Wendy's or something and grab dinner because you know he's starving. And as I recall, what he really liked to order back in the day was a spicy chicken go wrap. So a little free advertising to Wendy's if that's your thing. And um, <laughs> not but, our
2: sponsor, but we'll take <laughs> it if we want to.
0: <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Wendy's. <laughs> and uh, so my son always liked it a particular way. He liked it. It came with like four ingredients. I think ranch lettuce. Cheese and then the chicken right inside this wrap and so he didn't want it with ranch And he didn't want it with lettuce So I would go through the drive-through and I would say I'd like a spicy chicken go wrap with no ranch and no lettuce just cheese and chicken or something to that effect. And sure enough, we'd get it in and it would be just chicken. And he'd be crying in the back that it wasn't right. Or it would be no lettuce and ranch or oh. ranch and no cheese and no lettuce. And this I this mean, is not
1: an advertisement for Wendy's.
0: No, truth <laughs> be told, it really isn't, right? Uh, buyer beware. So uh, this happened, it seemed like every time for, I don't know, two, three, four times, it became this pattern. And I was getting pretty frustrated because you have to go back inside or just say, I'm sorry, you just need to eat this thing. <laughs> this, this is dinner and uh, so one one night it's after the game it's dark I'm driving through the Wendy's drive-through and I am I will not mess this up I'm (laughs) determined right this will be crystal clear and so I say I would like one spicy chicken go wrap no lettuce no ranch, just chicken and cheese, chicken and cheese. I say it like that, right? And the guy on the other side of the, the speaker didn't turn his mic off. And all I could hear coming through the speaker was him saying, chicken and cheese, chicken and cheese. And he was just announcing to all his colleagues in their earpieces, the idiot out at the uh, at the sign what he was ordering. And I don't think I was real happy, but I also was pretty, uh, it made me laugh like, oh my goodness, I, I really am making an idiot of myself out here. So um, oh to this day, I could just say to my kids, chicken and cheese, chicken and cheese, and they'll uh, they'll know that that wasn't one of dad's greatest moments.
1: Wow, it actually makes me think about how with my clients, often I talk about how context matters. These guys in Wendy's had no idea that there was a lot of baggage with this ordering <laughs> process for you. Or maybe
0: they would have had
2: a little more compassion and not made fun
0: of you. Maybe, well, but it was I, worth making fun of.
2: I think actually, I think Wendy should be our sponsor, and they should create a go wrap that is just chicken and cheese, chicken and cheese. <laughs> we almost have the jingle going for it. So. Yes, we do. <laughs> awesome. Well, Champ, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure to talk with you. And the information for the book will be in our show notes. But just real quick, where can they get it? Where's the best places besides New? Growth Press is it offered anywhere else?
0: So, like you said, New Growth Press's website, also Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Westminster Bookstore as well, WTS Books. So, any of those options should be available uh, mid mid October, late October, somewhere in there. So, So that'll be perfect. Yeah, by the time this goes up
1: live, we will will be in published mode. So that's great.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And we hope that everyone will go out today, right now, in our show notes. Click the link and uh, go purchase that book. So thanks so much and have a great rest of your day. And we'll join you next time on another episode of Counsel for Life.
0: Thanks for listening to Council for Life with Beth Broom and Eliza Huey. If you've been enjoying the podcast, please be sure to rate, share, and subscribe. And for more information, visit Council for Life podcast.